0: This podcast features adults drinking beer and using adult language. You've been warned. Tasha Station brew house pilot episode where we combine the three best things in the universe Star Wars sports and beer what's not to love hi I'm Brian you've heard me on way too many other shows on this network and joining me on this is Star Wars book Wars pods uh, Kristen (laughs) hi Kristen
1: hey Brian how's it going it is going really
0: well how are you
1: I'm good it's uh it's 10 a.m. here on the the West Coast so just just in time to start drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's World Cup pre-funk. It's all good. That's, that's right. <laughs> Maybe, uh, second game's
0: in a little less than an hour, so we're just uh, we're just getting appropriately buzzed for it. That's it's exactly fine. right. It's fine. Okay, so uh, right off the bat, I want to mention this is a podcast mostly about beer, which means children. Why are you listening to this? <laughs> Don't, because we're also going to cuss a lot. It's not for you. Nope. it's for us. It's, it's for us. It's for the grownups. You'll understand someday. Uh, yeah. So this is going to be the only podcast on the network that has the "not safe for work" tag on it. Uh, we'll just make that clear. This so front. Wars pod,
1: for the record. Okay, it's the only one I'm personally managing <laughs> yes. that has it. It's the second one that I'm on that also has the not safe for any that I'm on just automatically. That, that's. Good.
0: That's Explicit right, I forgot rating. you guys had the uh, <laughs> not-safe-for-work tag, and that's fine. Uh, so, hey, right off the bat, what are we drinking lately, this month, today?
1: Um, I'm just cracked a uh, Uinta West Coast-style IPA. Um, it, they're a brewery out of Utah. Um, this is one of uh, my partner's fave fave breweries from when he lived in in salt lake city so he likes to pick up you into whenever whenever we can because they're right out of salt lake um comes in at 6.3 it's just pretty well rounded it's not too uh it's not too bitter or anything it's just kind of like a a bigger juicy um or a medium-sized juicy i would say uh west coast style ipa um so let me try it since i opened it uh we're discovering
0: new beer today (sighs) listeners
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's delicious, um, despite being 10 a.m. and the first thing I'm consuming today. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. This could uh, be a fun show. No, uh, it's fine. I'll, I <laughs> um, other than that, it's uh, – I don't know. I don't know when – when did you move away from Seattle? I moved way back in 2013. Okay. So I don't know what – so Fort George is probably my favorite um, – favorite brewery in Oregon and uh, kind of the kickoff, we kind of think of it as the kickoff to the summer is when their uh, three-way IPA comes out. Basically, yeah, basically what they do is uh, they find three of their favorite brewers kind of from wherever um, that are brewing really, really good IPAs um, and they bring them together and they make um, a limited release uh, tall boy three way IPA with really cool art. Um I ha- I had one of those yesterday and then it was gone, so I'm no longer having it right now. Alas. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but it, it it's really tasty. The the one so it usually runs from like June to September, so it's not super limited release, um uh, but it is basically just like summer. Um and let me see. I wrote down somewhere where um who made it this year. Hard to know. Um, oh here we go. Uh doo-doo-doo. modern times holy mountain in Fort George. So yay. <laughs> anyway, so that's uh it's got and it's got some really sick art on it this year. It's like some um like satanic beasts and, and uh what what appears to be like a moose, etc., playing like guitar. <laughs> so it's pretty, I, you know. <laughs> I need to track that one down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the distribution is. I know. You, can you get some for George out where you are? Um,
0: at the Total Wine, we've got out here. We've had pretty good luck getting stuff from all sorts of um, yeah. West Coast regions. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if some of that has made its way out here
1: yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty dope usually they do a color changing can i think this one is just like really cool art um, color changing w- cans that's awesome yeah <laughs> Fort george does a lot of color changing cans we're like well and they usually have just they just have like dope artists i'll, I'll try to track some of them down we can we can throw them up somewhere um but uh yeah, it's when it's cold, and then kind of when you finish it, it changes to a different color because it's not cold anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the opposite of the um, of the the mountains turning blue. You know, <laughs> it's the it's the opposite of the mountain turning blue
0: because you know the beer's good. That's <laughs> right. Um, what about you? What have you been drinking? I've got right now a Pike's monk or a Pike Monk's uncle from a uh, Pike Brewery in Seattle. Uh, this was uh, actually brewed with the uh, Pico system we'll be talking about later today. It is a 9.2 ABV uh, Belgian Ooh. triple.
1: <laughs> Love Belgian triples. I have a, I have a four pack of, uh, um, Jesus Christ, uh, what is it called? Uh, they, 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 it's 10 a.m. They have the Pink Elephant. <laughs> They're an extremely famous brewery mm-hmm. in Belgium. What are they called? Uh oh, oh delirium tremens. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I have a four pack of delirium tremens in my fridge right now. Delirium. So. Anytime I'm at a bar that has delirium, I always get it. I love yeah. it. It's so good. And I think Tremens is their their kind of typical triple that you'll find places so it's what that's one of my favorites but it has to be an occasion to break it out because it is very alcoholic
0: yeah i mean uh, these these triples will punch you in the face
1: because <laughs> they are so easy going down like i they, just like so so delightful just they, to sit and drink they don't taste strong either which is why they're dangerous mm-hmm. Yep.
0: uh like i i tapped this thing uh i tapped this thing a couple days ago and i forgot the abv on it and i had two glasses uh that Whoa. was an oops
1: <laughs> it's like having
0: six regular beers Yes, yeah, exactly <laughs> uh but no this one's really good um very tasty very strong um but uh, you know, I I wouldn't quite put it up there with the delirium level, but maybe <laughs> maybe just a tick or two below. but uh, if you can try if you can track this down uh, in the Seattle area, I, it's worth trying. Yeah, and I bet, uh,
1: I bet I can get it somewhere here.
0: Oh, no doubt. Got,
1: <laughs> gotta go find it.
0: <laughs> no doubt. Um, the other beer I've had lately was um, kind of the impetus of this podcast. <laughs> it was the what I'm calling the syngiers Wrath IPA we're gonna talk all about how we're gonna use a Pico Brew system to make uh beers just like that um the singers wrath i p a as it sounds like is a an american i p a eight point two percent so strong copper and bitter just like singer
1: <laughs> yeah that's a I'm I'm jealous. Like I can't get that out here. I need to fly to Florida. <laughs> I I am
0: working on figuring out a way I can get these bottled so I can ship it, ship them places. So Dope.
1: eventually, that
0: would be eventually that'll happen. Or we'll just have so much fun, you'll just cave
1: and buy a pico yourself. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, if we can get out of the apartment and into a house, that's like number one on my list of things to toys to buy so you,
0: you know the pico really doesn't take up that much space it's kind of surprising yeah. um but we'll we'll come back to that we'll, so, i was gonna say i have so many questions but i know we're gonna get into it <laughs> oh yeah we are going to get into all of them today uh but uh, hey moving on what goes well with beer Kristen? Sports, sports sports absolutely goes well with it so uh what are you watching uh who are you uh who are you into uh where did your sports fandom lie?
1: Sure. Um, so, my parents are, like, weirdly not that into sports. Same so with really, mine. Yeah. I didn't really get into a, into sports until I started dating dudes who were really into sports, which sounds super lame. But then I was like, oh, I love this. And it's not like it kind of, uh, re- just, you know, stayed to rest with whichever dude it was. It's <laughs> like, oh, this is something I can bring with me. A new part of a personality. Excellent. Um, this is mine now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh one of the dudes I was dating when I was back east, um, we he's from Portland. so And that's kind of how I ended up out here. Um, but So we watched the inaugural Timber season. I was like, oh, my God, I like soccer. <laughs> incredible. Incredible that such a thing exists. Um, but, no, my parents are really big Flyers fans. And my dad really likes women's college basketball because he's like a coach. So he likes things where, like, coaching and um, – like he really doesn't like the NBA. He likes things where um the, like NBA the coaching is and so being... dead to me. I know. And and I know I'd love the NBA. <laughs> love the NBA. <laughs> I I'm
0: I'm happy for you that you still have a team. I know fuck that. The sorry, the fuck <laughs> you Stearns. The Sonics oh, fucking oh belong in Seattle, not well, the Oklahoma and... City uh... Thunder.
1: And it's like Seattle's such a perfect city for another NBA team. Like there are, they are just so not that like I'm now like take a take a team from another city, but I'm like, it. It's such like an obvious thing yeah, I think, I, for Seattle. I mean, you live good, there, yeah, so you know better great than market. me. It's market. It just expand. Put the Sonics back there. Exactly. Exactly. No, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, if they do any kind of expansion in the NBA. That's the first thing they should do. I'm like, do a baby expansion where it's just adding the sonics. <laughs> exactly. Please. Just just do and that. And doing seating for the playoffs that's not east and west. Please. <laughs> that's all I
0: want. <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry, yeah, I derailed you that, there.
1: Um no, you didn't. This is sports talk. <laughs> this is how sports talks works. Um <laughs> other than that, uh so I have I have in the past followed the timbers pretty closely um it's a really hard ticket to get here because our, the stadium is so small it's only um, like what 21 25 yeah 000? yeah tw- it's like i think it's 22 5 or something like okay. that um but yeah the the season ticket holder uh re-up rate is like 99 of <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the wait list is you know fifteen thousand people long or something like that um so, but they are doing the stadium expansion. It's uh it's looking good. But I'm a, I'm a huge women's soccer fan. So uh, I follow the Thorns really, really closely. Um, the, the doubleheader in Seattle is is happening today. So the Timbers will play at I think 1 p.m. Pacific, and then I think the Thorns are playing at seven, seven thirty. Correct.
0: Yes. And uh, you know, it kills me that they're playing uh, the Rain Thorns game at Memorial Stadium instead of. <laughs> Bring it over to CenturyLink and having this
1: amazing doubleheader event there. I know. They really should. I mean, like, that's that's kind of... Well, and like, I, you can't knock, you know, obviously, we're huge rivals. Well, maybe not so obviously to other people, but <laughs> obvious to us, we're huge rivals. So, but yeah, by, <laughs>
0: by way of explanation, you know how New York and Boston is the biggest baseball <laughs> rivalry ever? As far as North American soccer goes, it's Seattle-Portland.
1: Portland, for sure. Um it's changing a little bit with the women's game, just with how good North Carolina has been and oh, how yeah. dominant they've been, and how much everyone hates them. <laughs> but you know, when we build a bonfire, we still put Seattle on the top. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know we we ran we ran a bunch of buses up there, both for just Timbers and just Thorns, and you know, doubleheader. I think I think we got over 400 people going in, into memorial so that should be that is a- that is some to watch. <laughs>
0: stellar away support for memorial
1: yeah yeah so i mean we're just happy it's not uh where they play the uh the open cup oh games. god
0: i hate starfire i hate yeah. hate Thank hate starfire. starfire uh yeah that, the place is the worst i don't <laughs> know why they play there i hate it um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so today the Portland Timbers are going to crush my Seattle Sounders because <laughs> General Manager Garth Lagerway is like the "this is fine" dog, while every forward on the roster in S2, uh, which is the uh, developmental club, and you know the Tri County area has gone and gotten hurt. Yep. So we pretty yep. much play like a four-six-zero now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. I it really, again, I, I cannot stress enough. Usually, I'm really up on on timbers, and this year I've just been like, I think it's from all the traveling. I'm like, I can't when I'm when I'm away, I can't like watch things because they're in the middle of the night. So <laughs> yeah, so, like, something uh, has have, to give. I have to pick one. I think I have to pick one soccer soccer team to follow at the moment. Um, but speaking of soccer, have you? Uh, who are you supporting in the World Cup? Have you? Uh, if, if it's okay to get into World you, Cup, you you mean uh, you be you mean
0: beyond uh, my general rooting interest for chaos? Yes, beyond your
1: general, beyond all of our general, you know. I am just I'm just here rooting for good games.
0: So <laughs> this this is like U.S. men's national team blast for me, but I am pulling for Mexico.
1: Awesome, because yeah, no, you know, uh, fuck I think- Trump. I- I know. I think they're going to get leveled. Yeah, uh, I don't settled, have much hope I think against happen. So, yeah, I'm like, eh. I mean, that's definitely my favorite storyline, I think, is specifically the, the sub-storyline of the Mexican fans just embracing the South Korean fans oh, in my such God. Like, an enormous <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah,
0: the couple of videos I saw there, then the stories of Mexican fans going to the South Korean embassy to thank them. Oh, that's so good.
1: I it's It's... It's just been kind of, I mean, and that, you know, anytime anybody's like, I don't understand why I watch soccer. I'm like, because it's so much more than like what's happening on the field. I mean, in, like is, a, a very special way that other other sports kind of can't be. It's such a global game that it is
0: impossible to untie it from the geopolitical stories around the world, yeah. which, again, is why it's great. Yep. And heartbreaking and etc. Oh, but God. Yeah.
1: Jeremy's yeah. out. <laughs> Oh that was the chaos of all <laughs> chaos and I loved it. Oh so wild. I was I mean we went to uh we have a couple pretty good German bars here so we watched I think the second group match out and they just it, even though they won it was like you could tell the whole the whole room was basically like a, a, you know a balloon with air being let out of it because of like how complicated and um, kind of high the stakes were for anything good to happen after they lost the first <laughs> you're, game. You're
0: Germany. You should not
1: be needing a last-second free kick to win against <laughs> that team. I know. I know. It's wild times. <laughs>
0: uh, yes. Chaos reigns supreme.
1: Yeah. That's- I also have to pull for Denmark. Oh, just yeah. Just because... That's where my I've been there more this year than I feel like I've been anywhere this year. So <laughs> that's where uh, that's where my um, company that I work for is headquartered. Uh, so yeah. that's where I go for work trips, which is cool, um, but also like really bad. It, it was great. The World Cup was just starting last time I was there. So it was like the games were on at like 7 p.m. I was like, this is so much more my speed than 5 a.m. <laughs>
0: I do have to ask, can you recall a group stage day that was any crazier than um, Mexico and Germany's groups last day?
1: Um, no. I mean, granted, I haven't been following soccer for that long, but that definitely sticks out as, like, the <laughs> World Cup yeah. day, One that we'll will, you know, day that I will be talking about for years. Exactly, yeah. It was It was nuts. It was nuts.
0: And I, I really love that they play the matches at the same time on the last uh, last group day. Uh, it makes for some is, fun.
1: I know, I love it. I actually love it when sports do that. I think oh, the, yeah, like
0: uh, Premier League, uh, yeah, last really game of the season, last day of the season, everyone kicks off at the same time.
1: Yeah, MLS tries to do that, kind of. <laughs> They're all within, like, the last two days or something. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it doesn't MLS. quite work, there. <laughs> awesome. Oh, is there dear. any? Is there any other teams that you fought? Just to switch back from soccer, are there any other? So, are you a big Mariners fan? I, I am. My first love was baseball
0: and the Mariners. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been a. I, I feel like I'm Stockholmed into loving them at this point. <laughs> um, but hey, right now they've got a winning record. They've got the first wild or uh, one of the wild card spots, and I'm going to enjoy this until they. Uh, the unsustainability of it all comes back and bites them in the <laughs> until- ass
1: until the fall
0: (laughs) i see their i see their pythag i see their run differential this isn't (laughs) real and i know it i'm aware yeah
1: yeah i'm uh i'm a pretty big red sox fan and this is you know my fucking sports fandoms are all over the place it's don't make don't try to make sense of it (laughs) i basically like i basically like picked my teams based on who got me into the sport so when my sister moved because my parents don't give a shit about baseball and the phillies were horrible when i was growing up in southern new jersey it was like let's give away you got a good grades in your report card here's phillies tickets because they're so bad nobody wants to go it's like two dollars <laughs> um so i did get to i got to go to a lot of phillies games where they lost constantly in the, the mid to late 90s um <laughs> But, uh, well, and then they got good, right? Of course. As soon as I start to leave, they're good. Um, no, but I, I, uh, my sister went, uh, went to school in Boston. She still lives up there. Mm -hmm. Um, she moved up there in about 2006. Um, and she kind of lived right by Fenway. So I was like, you know, talking to her about baseball, and she's not a huge sports person. But I was like, "Oh, this is like a th- cool thing I can like follow." This um, it seems like Boston's really like steeped in that. Um, it's like something I can connect with her on. So, t- unfortunately, I'm a Red Sox fan. Although I love it, <laughs> um, I don't support the rest of the garbage teams up there, though. So, <laughs>
0: okay, we- we'll forgive the Red Sox because you're not supporting the rest of those garbage Boston teams.
1: Oh, my God, the worst, worst. <laughs> worst. Yeah, and I'm a Blazers fan cuz this is when I have been able to watch the most basketball in person of my life and it is incredible. Uh, I really really love it. I, well, I got into basketball in uh in you know, following mm-hmm. college hoops. I was in I was in the pep band, so I went to every men's game and every women's game. <laughs> so, they were bad. We were really bad at that time at GW, <laughs> but um, I really I really developed a love for basketball and uh I, I really love going to to Blazers games whenever I can. So, I mean, and NBA just put a team back in Seattle, and I'll come
0: back. Until then, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, that's right. I know the
1: ugh, that,
0: whatever the the Seattle the Blazers Sonics rivalry needs to come back. It's good for the league. So just it's incredible. Put them back there.
1: It's incredible. I mean, I want baseball here is what I want, but you know, we're never gonna get that. We try this every year. Like no. Just like they won't let us pump our own gas because we're dummies. (laughs) It's like we try to get that. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Back when I was still living in Seattle, I worked for
0: a company that had a processing plant uh, out in Albany. Um, Hmm. So I'd have to drive down there every couple of months to uh, do some work on the machines there. And. It. I'm
1: sorry. It's just (laughs) annoying as
0: fuck to not be able to pump my own gas there.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have to understand I'm coming from New Jersey. So these are the two states where you can't. But um, meanwhile, you
0: talk to people who've lived in Oregon forever and they're like, you'll pry the, ga- the gas attendant from my cold, I dead know. hands. I, I don't know. get
1: it. See, here it's like people love it. In New Jersey, it's like we literally can't be trusted. <laughs> it's like when I explain jug handles to people. I mean, you get it because you live in Florida. So yeah. j- all you know, there are a bunch of us down there. Um, I try to explain jug handles to people and they're like, what are you t- I don't understand why do you have to turn right to turn left? I'm like, because they don't trust us to turn left. It's, it's we can't. We can't be trusted to do it. <laughs> it's a <the> whole thing. <laughs> so good. Okay.
0: Why don't we, why don't we uh, talk some beer and uh, get
1: yeah, a recipe built been, up. We've done so little beer talk so far It's this <laughs> pod.
0: Hey, hey, we're Beer Sports and Star Wars. We gotta cover our bases here.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> Alright,
0: so, brew time. Uh, let's talk first about uh, the System we're using here. So if you read the blog post um, that I had posted last week, uh, you know that I am using a uh, Pico Brew Model C uh, to brew beer. So the Pico Brew is this um, sort of moderately sized uh, kitchen countertop appliance. Uh, that contains everything you need to brew beer. So you don't have to have a giant, you don't have to have a big garage with a bunch of burners and five gallon buckets and those giant igloo coolers to brew, (laughs) brew your, brew your beer. You just need a small countertop appliance and a brew keg sitting right next to it. Um the it goes for about uh 400 dollars retail on pico brew but uh, amazon and woot often have them on sale uh for about 250 um,
1: I have seen them on Woot. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. I'm like, where did this sound familiar? Oh, yeah. Well, back when I was checking Woot every day, as if I just had infinite money. Yeah,
0: I, <laughs> I swear every three weeks uh, they're selling uh, newer refurb uh, Pico units for about 250 which is a great deal. And if you have any interest in doing this at all, you should s- totally snag one of those. Um, yes. So, yeah, this is an automated device uh, that you throw a pack of grains and hops into. Uh add to the water and it does the brewing for you. Um, where you get to customize is what those grains and hops are and the kind of and the style of beer you want to make. So here on this show, what we're going to be doing every month, provided that this pilot works and we <laughs> decide we want to do another one, um, is we're going to take a Star Wars character, place, thing, or event. We're going to theme a beer around it. Uh, this is a concept I stole from a uh, video series I love called Acquisitions Intoxicated, uh, in which they do the same thing, but with Dungeons & Dragons characters and things. So we're going to do that here. So, Christian, first thing, let's select a character, a thing, or a place, <laughs> and I'm going to let you choose. Uh, oh, so, No. I'm the worst. I'm, <laughs> um, <laughs> you'll, you'll be fine. So really, any anything you can think of. A character, place, thing, uh, whatever's catching your fancy. Maybe it's something you're doing on Book Wars Pod right now. <laughs> um, a book you're reading there and you want to create
1: a character around that or a beer around that. Well, if you guys listen to Book Wars Pod at all, you know I have a... An insatiable fixation on uh, Hondo and Naka, so we're I, gonna go with we're gonna go with Hondo I and Naka. I had a feeling that was where <laughs> you
0: were gonna want to go, so we're gonna make a Hondo themed beer on this episode. And what we're gonna do for this is uh, you'll see in the show notes there uh, a link to the Pico Brew Freestyle Maker. So open that one up, and you'll see. Um, a bunch of base recipes that uh, you can use. So for cool. for the Singier beer, um, in polling Twitter, we, kinda, we all just kind of decided, and Chuck Wendig even gave input as well, that it should be a very strong, very bitter beer. So I went with an American IPA. What do you think a Hondo-themed beer would be appropriate, style-wise, for a Hondo beer? I think
1: it depends. I mean, I think it's uh – it's got to be something I, a, little, a little bit actually on the lighter side just mm-hmm. because I think it's something palatable that is super versatile. You can have all the time. You can have uh, sitting outside on a hot summer day or after you've had, you know, forced outs. So <laughs> I'm thinking like, you know, some kind of p- pills probably. Um Let's see. Yeah, pills saison. I mean, depending on saison's a, a, a little a little heavy on the alcohol, but um, all I can think of when we're talking about hondo is uh, is the the Japanese uh, the Japanese uh, sriracha hops. That, that I'm like, let's let's whatever we do, let's figure out something we can put those in eventually.
0: <laughs> uh, so we may be able to find a way. Um to source some hops like that that we can put in on the dry hop stage um we're a little limited on the uh types of hops we can get from here (laughs) but
1: uh yeah i was i was gonna ask and i'm sure we'll get into it but um so is it just like the hop pellets yeah it is it is the hop pellets um
0: actually uh the another link down um i've got a spreadsheet uh with the available um Grains and hops you can look at. So, cool. um, over well, on the- I'm
1: thinking, pr- I'm thinking probably like an American lager, though. Uh, it's, okay,
0: it's, you know, I was, I was kind of leaning there as well. Um, so, uh, listeners, um, Pico Brew on their freestyle uh, recipe maker. Um, has a set of sort of base recipes that we can start with. Uh, They have an Imperial Stout, an American IPA, an American Pale Ale, an American Porter, an American Amber, an American Lager, uh, just a blank template, a Sison, a Weiss Beer, a California Common, and a Hazy. Um, So you can start with one of those, and then we can uh, tailor the recipe from there. So uh, you're thinking an American Lager for this one. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to select that, and um, that brings you over to the grain screen. Okay. So uh, are, are you on that screen now? Yeah, I am. Okay. So, what do you know about those numbers at the uh, top there? ABV, IBU, OG, FG, and SRM.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So, ABV is going to be uh, alcohol by volume. That's a pretty straightforward one. You would have seen that uh, on on anything that's alcoholic, right? So, mm-hmm. wine comes in anywhere between, you know, 12 and. 16 almost <laughs> um and then you know any hard alcohol as well um you double that number for hard alcohol you're gonna get the proof um but for beer especially in american lager we're looking somewhere right around five yeah maybe a, a, a touch lower than five um ibus uh or the international bitterness units um so that's basically going to tell us how how bitter is the beer? It's not a <laughs> it's not quite rocket science, but um, it it does give you a a, a good idea of what you're getting into. You know, uh, obviously, like a, a bitter IPA is going to mm-hmm. come in pretty high on the IBU. Yeah, scale. like a uh,
0: um, uh, like an Elysian Space Dust, my go to that I can yes. get anywhere is uh, yeah. sixty on the IBU scale. Um, yeah. where uh, this base recipe for an American Lager
1: is at fifteen, right. Yeah, sounds, sounds right. <laughs> um, and I think, doesn't OG, you, you'll you know more about this than I do, but doesn't have something to do with like the amount of sugar that the yeast has to consume? Yeah, yeah, something, exactly. Something. So OG okay. and
0: FG is original gravity and final gravity. It governs okay. a lot of how much sugar is in there and kind of how heavy the beer is. Uh, these two are numbers that I don't pay much attention to because I'm a total amateur and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs>
1: We'll get into it eventually, if you we'll, guys we'll like this enough eventually. to
0: keep doing this. Correct, correct. And uh, the last one there is SRM, um, which is uh, the color of your beer. Um, and uh, actually, uh, l- next link on the uh, show notes is a reference chart uh, you can look at. Um, cool. So, uh, for an American lager, uh, our... Stepping back a bit, um, the Pico Brew Freestyle Maker kind of has suggested ranges for each style, um, mm. and right now it's kind of uh, just right down the middle on most everything except the SRM. So, every time you add an ingredient to this, uh, there's a description at the top that changes. Um, right now, uh, this says, American Lager, a medium-bodied normal alcohol lager. This pale gold multi beer features flavors of citrus, floral, and herb okay so um, let's see here next question uh, how strong should a
1: uh, Hondo logger be I think it's I'm I'm going like I'm going like rainier level I'm going like 5.2 okay
0: so this is where we have to start experimenting a little bit um a lot of the, the uh, grains here are going to help uh, determine a bunch of the ABV, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try dragging another four ounces of pilsner uh, into this to see what happens, and um, right now the American lager has, is set with a base of three ounces of carapils, and four ounces of pilsner is the grain, so if I drag some more pilsner in there, that brings us up to
1: 5-1. Pretty close.
0: <laughs> and... Yeah, going to uh dragging another four ounces takes us to five two. So um we can be a, we can be somewhere in there from five one to five four. Cool. That's that sounds like a good a good range. Okay. Uh so uh do we want to go with uh, five one? Uh sure. Okay. So now it's the description is reading a multi pale gold lager. It's a standard body, standard body and mid ABV with citrus, floral, and herb notes. So uh, currently this lager is at 5.1 ABV, uh, has 15 international bittering units, and has an SRM of four. Uh, So that's a very light, kind of golden beer. So if we're happy with that, we can uh, slide on over to the hops cool okay and this is where the uh this is where the chart's gonna come in handy or it's uh, not the chart the um the uh spreadsheet in the notes sure and where's the okay load i need the other tab there
1: <laughs> anytime
0: now there we go okay so, um, the default recipe has two ounces of Summit as a bittering, and, uh, Summit is described as a, um, a, uh, bittering hop that contains, uh, that has uh, aromas of strong citrus and grapefruit notes, um, and, uh, that'll impart a little bit of, uh, that kind of sweetness to it as well, but not, uh, too much, um... See, it's using Saz as both a flavor and aroma, and Saz is described as a traditional variety of uh hops from the Czech Republic. Quote unquote noble aroma used famously in Pilsners, Lagers, and Ales, seasoned herbal character. Okay. So, yeah, that's the uh that's the base recipe. Now um you've also got um the descriptions of the other available hops. There is there anything you see on there that uh, seems in- that seems like it might be interesting to add to this?
1: I mean, of course, I'm like so so dry. It's it's the middle of the summer. I mean, not the middle of the summer. It's it's about to be summer because it's about to be Fourth of July. So we're about to have actual good, good weather for a while. <laughs> um, so I'm like, add all the citra hops, but. Um, I don't know that citra hops are going to taste so good in in something. You know, citra hops are so pungent.
0: Yeah, um, it brings a it, citra really packs a very um in your face uh
1: kind of flavor
0: and flavor and style to yeah. a beer.
1: If, if if anything, I think we could probably go a little amarillo, bring a little bit of like bitterness to it oh and... uh, yeah, what do you so think? I I really
0: like Amarillo, um, yeah, so I'm too. always happy to find ways to use it. So, um, <laughs> in the Pico Maker, we can add this in one of three places: um, bittering, flavor, or aroma. And uh, Amarillo, by the way, is um, has uh, is often used to dry, dry hop pale ales.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: these are very; uh, these have a very fruity aroma and taste to it which sounds perfect for a summer-style uh, s- style lager.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking probably in flavor, okay. unless you have something.
0: No, I think that works great. Um, so, dragging over one ounce of the Amarillo, uh, the uh, description, the... Uh, freestyle maker is giving us now is a multi pale gold lager standard body and normal alcohol with floral herb and spice notes um now i'm curious what would happen if i add another ounce to it whoops i have reached the limit of hops i can add for flavor so <laughs> what if i take an ounce away of the Saz and add another ounce of the amarillo Okay, a neutral bodied, average alcohol beer. This pale gold multi beer features flavor of floral, herb, and spice.
1: Yeah, I almost want to. Can we have three on the aroma side? Because I almost want to throw the other, uh, the other Amarillo on the aroma side. Okay, get get it a ni- get a nice nose of. Um, I just think, God, I love I love the way beer smells. Um, when when they really go hard on the kind of uh, aroma, um, when you stick your nose in it, you're like, oh man, I can taste that beer. Yeah, we you know? ab-
0: we absolutely can. So uh, we uh, just added um an ounce of amarillo to the aroma um column. Uh, and, uh, the description is now pale gold, multi beer features flavors of floral herb and spice. And yeah, this one is definitely going to have a very, uh, very citrusy, uh, whiff when you, uh, when you, when you, uh, take a sniff of it. Yeah. So yeah, that, I, I kind of like how this is all set up here.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Okay. Uh, any other changes you'd like to make to this?
1: I think the hops are good. I mean, you get you get. I mean, not that you get less play, but um, the the more changes you make in a in a logger on the hop side, the it's it changes the way it tastes a lot. Um, and you know, I think we're we're on a good track as far as like making it a, a more well rounded beer. Otherwise, you could get a weird, you know imbalance of <laughs> of kind of bitterness to to the sweetness so yeah and I think, uh, I think it it sounds good right now yeah this this
0: seems like a nice uh, this seems like a nice well-rounded summer lager so i'm i'm definitely yeah. cool with how that's set up okay uh yeast the uh so when you thumb over to the next tab it's just saying this is the yeast pack we'll send you um, <laughs> so nothing you can customize there okay so you don't have to do this, but uh, you can add dry hops in the brewing process. Now, dry hops, pretty much what this is, is um, you can add hops to what's called your wort or your pre-fermented beer um, during the fermentation stage. Uh, so if you're looking for some other flavors or bitterness or aromas to impart, you can add it here, where it'll add just a it'll add a little bit more, but not be overly pronounced. Like if we do it in the mash stage,
1: totally. And I'm sure. I mean, it, this is not quite the system to do it on, um, but there's just so much you can do with different yeast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a freaking rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, God, if you ever yeah. want to like start doing, uh, I mean, that's where like the, the biochem, you know, component <laughs> of brewing comes in, um, which is really, really cool. But I, at the same time, it's like out of, out of my league. Um, but I know a lot of different brewers pr- play around with a lot of different yeasts and a lot of like the yeast, um, ends up being like so there we there are some proprietary strains like i know rogue has um one or two of their own strains that like only they use <laughs> so it's just it's, it's a super interesting thing if you're like into biochemistry go go down a, a deep dive of uh of yeast and it's uh it's super super interesting uh yeast it's uh,
0: it's the magic that makes beer work um, so, yeah, we can we can also add some additional flavors here if you'd be interested in that. Um, and I know there are brewers who actually know what the hell they're doing, who will use the dry hop phase <laughs> to add some non-hop kind of things. Uh, peppers. Um, uh, peppers. Um, <laughs> I've heard cinnamon sticks used in dry hop. Sure. Uh, yep. But, yeah, this is just where you can modify the taste and smell a little bit without having to really commit to it.
1: Yeah, it kind of, you know, a lot of the stuff that you can add in dry hop phase gives it a little bit more, um, complexity. Yeah. So, you know, the nose is going to be a little different. You're going to get some different undertones. And as soon as, you know, as long as you're adding the, the right thing, which, you know, we, we not always are, right? That's kind of the beauty of brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if, if you add something that really complements the beer, it, it can really kind of round it out and give it, um, give it a little bit of depth that, that you can't, um, you know, that that can be really enhanced by by what you add in the dry
0: hop phase. Oh, totally. Like, I, I mean, obviously, this beer doesn't call for peppers or sriracha <laughs> going in in the dry hop phase. Uh, but some other beers in the future might. Uh, like if we were doing a winter lager, I think some cinnamon sticks would be really nice to throw in there. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. And like
1: star anise and stuff like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Any any kind of spice. <laughs>
0: But uh, with the Pico Maker, uh, you can use the same hops list we used uh, in the hops phase to add anything else. So this is where you could add, uh, this is where you could add a citra to, but not overcommit to the citra. Sure. Uh, so any changes you'd like to make there?
1: Um, I don't actually think so. Oh, I think, yeah. I, I think I think well I don't think really. I don't think dry hop any adding anything in dry hop for this particular beer, we don't and we don't want to overwhelm it. You no, know, it's, no. a, it's like, a lager it's a little bit more of a alager more of flavor. a straight ahead
0: subtle yeah. beer now uh, when we uh, we'll come back and do some other things like maybe a sison later where uh, or another IPA where we'd have some fun with that. Um, but for this, yeah, I'm definitely with you. Uh, leave the dry hops out and just go with uh, the normal hops phase. And that actually brings you to the end of crafting the recipe. So you can save this for later um, if, you, if, you've, uh, if you've created an account, which I'm going to do because I am going to place an order for this Pico pack <laughs> um, as well as another one and have that shipped. And that'll be the next beer I brew. So Woo! next month <laughs> we get to come back and talk about that how it turned out, all of our artistic choices. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. Uh, So, yeah, so I've got some saved recipes here. That one's going to get ordered. Um, But, uh, I mean, there's still one thing left we have to do, you know. Name it. We got to name this beer.
1: Don't don't say name it. It's the hardest part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We can just go with a pun and call it good. What's a good Hondo lager pun?
1: Oh, God. (sighs) This is a great question. I I'm I'm not the name. I'm like I'm the person that writes insert name here on anything when I'm writing. <laughs> so I'm not. I, you know I usually I usually end up crowdsourcing it. <laughs> oh,
0: God. like if we were making an ale, someone tweeted Honda Onok ale at me, which I know, is great. Good. That's good. Um, I mean, and we don't. It doesn't even have to be a pun. We can go with. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's got to he's got to have some catchphrase we can use here. <laughs>
1: oh god hondo he's he's such a mess <laughs> <laughs> let's be pirate logger. yeah that's pretty good yeah i'll Is jot it, that one so down it, as a
0: possibility
1: do you, you think can we categorize it as a pills i mean it's definitely in the logger category but we did kind of go ahead i don't know it's it's close-ish to a pills yeah i you know it's a little heavy for pills
0: yeah it's, it definitely sits heavier than a pills um yeah. but it's close
1: yeah i'm just thinking opportunities for alliteration (laughs)
0: pirate pills yeah that's good probably like 30 (laughs) other breweries have that one name though yeah but who cares (laughs) uh i now i need to go look up hondo quotes
1: hondo quotes He does make a lot of Kanan being blind jokes, but I don't know that that's beer appropriate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I might want to stay away from that one a little bit. Uh, Let's see. Speak softly and drive a big tank.
1: (laughs) He's the best.
0: (laughs) He is. He's so wonderful. So good. So not pure, but great. Oh, the stories I could tell, so many of them true. Mostly true lager.
1: Uh, pretty good. I love that. I think that's great. Uh, I'm tempted to run with that. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right,
0: so we got a name. This is the Hondo Mostly True Lager. Um, I'm going to uh, have a post written on the site, when the site's back up and running because we're doing domain work right now, uh, that will detail all the ingredients we used here. So if you've got a Pico, you can make it at home uh next month we'll actually have this thing brewed and i'll give it i'll try it and see how it turns out uh and i'm going to be trying to talk kristen into getting her own pico i will be doing this at every opportunity (laughs) i love it uh so do you have any questions on uh this process or the pico process
1: yeah i have a really um non-exciting question which is great for podcasting um What's the cleaning process like? Because it's such an important part of oh, brewing, yeah. whether or not people know that. No, no. Um, uh,
0: cleanliness is next to godliness uh, as far as brewing goes. Um, the cleaning process is actually really easy. Um, mm. Every three brews, you throw a dishwasher tab into um, into the step filter that's filled with water. And mm. it just deep cleans the whole unit. Um, after each brew, uh, the brew keg is machine washable um well wow. and uh there's a couple things there's a couple components uh the, a, a gasket a hops cradle and um a fermentation seal that you do need to hand wash um for that uh what i strongly recommend is picking up a product called star san uh it's an acid-based cleaner uh it's like point six uh, milliliters for one liter of distilled water and then you just mm-hmm. hand wash everything let it dry and you're done uh it only takes me about 20 minutes uh to clean up post brew session um and ev- and uh everything's come out fine so far and uh, none of the beers have been skunked uh so yeah it's, awesome. it's easy to clean
1: yeah, I mean it's not rocket science uh, to know why you would have to clean everything really thoroughly. We're talking about live organisms here, mm-hmm, um, so mm-hmm. we want to make sure that those are all dead, which we actually want them to be, right? On any of the equipment that we're using. Um, but yeah, I I just I know yeah. that from from speaking to any any brewers around town, they're like, yeah, ninety percent of our job is just like making sure everything is clean
0: so you can
1: make good beer (laughs) yeah
0: the the pico is nice because so much of it is automated um it's got programmed in a nice cleaning routine where all you have to do is add water and add a dishwasher tab tab, and that takes care of it everything else
1: is just a couple minutes of hand washing and you're good it's awesome because that takes a lot like that that's one of the nightmares about kind of bigger homebrew systems. Yeah, and that's why them. that's why I, I went with a Pico on.
0: instead of a traditional yeah. homebrew system because um I don't have the attention to detail to make <laughs> that work. Okay. Um, yeah. Any any other uh, last questions thoughts before we wrap here?
1: No, I mean, I, I think uh, I think this is going to be really fun. If, we, if if everybody likes it and we want to keep doing it, even if we want to keep doing yeah. it and nobody likes it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> screw, screw you guys. I'm having fun. I'm going to do this again. Um, yeah, I, I, I think so, too. This is this has been really great. I'm really excited to see how the beer turns out, uh, obviously. Oh, me too.
0: Um, and I think future episodes could feature some guests to make a beer for their pet characters. Hi, Heath. Uh, yeah. Would you like to come and uh, create a recipe for Zuvio's Brewvio? <laughs> we promise it's more than just an empty pint glass. Love it so much. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and wrap then. Uh, I think this was a fairly successful pilot episode.
1: For sure. Uh,
0: so uh, before we go, uh, anything you want to plug uh, that's coming up?
1: Uh, new Book Wars pod mostly every week. Yeah. Um, I th- we're going to be out early next week with, uh, so we're reading Catalyst right now, which is one of the lead up novels to Rogue One um and so far uh we're actually really liking it um we are our last well i think in in this upcoming episode um we we talk about uh a lot of queerness in star wars since we think that uh that comes out um and that's always an exciting conversation with me and kate screaming about stuff um (laughs) but yeah just check out book wars pod um and check out the greater tashi station radio network as always we you know Everybody puts out such great content, so. Aww. Listen to it. Yeah,
0: we we got we've got great contributors here. Um. Oh, uh, where can we find you on Twitter?
1: Oh, I'm at it's keeks. I T S K E E K S, and then you can find Bookworms Pod at Bookworms Pod. Very easy. Perfect. Um, I will say
0: uh, there is no TSR this week. Nancy is busy finishing up uh her manuscript. Uh, to get it edited, so uh, Go we recorded- Nancy, go! Go Nancy, go! Yeah, we're recording this in uh, TSR's place this week to uh, let her do that. Um, next weekend, we're recording a new mouse droid. Uh, we'll have a uh, Of Dyson Droids coming up soon, and I think that's everything. Uh, oh, importantly, uh, our URL at Tashi Station is changing. We're finally ditching that stupid hyphen. Hooray. <laughs> it's only been bothering me for six years. Uh, okay, uh, let's wrap up there. Tashi Station Brew House was brought to you in part by uh, you, are Patreon subscribers. Head over to Patreon.com/slash Tashi Station to support this show and the other ones on the network. Uh, you can find this show for now on the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. I need to get some art before I can actually make this a feed. <laughs> um, uh, thanks for uh, listening to this ep- this pilot episode. Uh, I think it's safe to say we'll be back next month to record another one.
1: I hope so. Let us know what you guys think. What uh, what else we should talk about? Why our sports opinions are wrong, etc. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, <laughs> thanks again, and thank you, Kristen. Catch you all thank next you, time. Fine. Sounds
0: good. So long.